Stage six, Giro d'Italia 2023. This is Between Two Wheels podcast. Tyler Yonke coming to you. Going to tell you, going to break down stage six. What happened? Why it reminisces? Gives me a reminiscing feeling of the 2005 Tour de France. Talk about that. Napoli to Napoli or Naples to Naples. I don't know, whatever it is. We're southern part of uh, Italy. No rain. Pretty exciting-ish. It was a good day. Welcome, everybody. Let's let's uh, let's break this down. Hope everyone's doing fine. Okay, let's take a look at what we have. So 162 kilometers today. Uh, interesting stage on the mix, and and for the most part, it's look. Tomorrow's going to be a bigger breakaway day. Uh, I'm not well. It's either going to be a breakaway day or uh, fireworks are going to happen <clears throat> because it's got some good climbing. <clears throat> Today we had a few uh, climbs on the on the the circuit. Let's see if we get a. It's along the coast. They get there. We go. There's the the two what uh, cat twos I think in there, um, and then kind of just lumpy stuff coming into the finish here. The last you know forty fifty k, uh, and <clears throat> as you would expect, a breakaway. You know teams get up the road right to begin with. Nicer weather. Finally some nicer weather. Uh, looks like Remco was doing fine. Um, who gets up the road? Uh, Cavendish is already getting thrown out the back. And uh, so it's going to be a day with sprinters or breakaway. That's the question. <clears throat> and as it was, there's some good guy riding up there. Simon Clark of Israel Primatech and uh, Alessandro DeMarque of uh, Jaco Alulu are in the break. And then they take off. I think they're both around 36 years old. Uh, Simon Clark has won a stage in the, he won a stage in the tour last year, beating Taco Vanderhorn. I think it was the cobble stage, uh, Alessandra. And he was won her stage in the Vuelta. He's won a team time trial stage here at the Giro before with green edge, but he hasn't won at solo. Uh, so he can make that trifecta, uh, Alessandra DiMarchi, his former teammate. Um, I think they were teammates last year. They are both really solid, Old school, old school for 36 or so, uh, riders. And they, they end up dropping everyone here, 67 kilometers to go. The two of them set out to embark to see if they can conquer it. And, and look, they have, at this point, seven-minute lead, uh, 220 over the break that they're in. They're dropping everybody. They're flying down these climbs. Look, you can see them here cornering, taking the apex just right. Um, <clears throat> the team's behind. Who's going to pick up the chase for it? Well, you've got, and at one point, uh, what 15k to go here? So you got truck chasing a bit. Uh, you don't have uh, Jayco because they got their team rider Alessandro DiMarchi uh, up the front. <clears throat> you got Trek, um, and, and you didn't see Decorna Alpeson really in the mix there. They didn't really get, get excited for this. Um, so you just kind of you had uh, Bahrain doing a little bit of work. You, like I said, Trek. Those are kind of the, the main ones that we're going for here. So weird mix of some sprinter teams kind of helping. Uh, one of them not really helping. But 15K, all of a sudden, they start to come into Napoli. Naples, I think it is as well. Uh, you know, the, the Italians, they have multiple names for everything. Um, uh, you can see Roglic go down. Well, I thought he went down. Now, his shorts look like he might have gone down at some point. So, or he's bundled up from yesterday. I don't know. But he just had a flat. But he gets in there, he gets back in the mix of the cars, and his team does good work to get him back up. A little bit later, you did have a little bit of a wreck. And, well, actually, this was over kind of a, a median thing. You did have some people going down. But Garrett Thomas 
ends up losing his chain. I don't know if he went down as well or just lost his chain. He had to do some chasing. His team did good work. But it was tough because the whole city was kind of full of turns and traffic islands and all this stuff here. It was a, you know, it's a big city. It's kind of congested. And you've got a sprint coming down here. Now, this would have been horrible with the weather that we had the few days before. Luckily, we didn't have that problem. But still. And at this point, 3K to go. We still got the two guys off the front hammering away Clark and DeMarque. And you're like, look, these guys are both uh, former teammates they're, they're they're old school as far as the peloton goes they're they're they both have won in the grand tours before i think uh DiMarque had won in the vuelta i'll we can double check that uh but we did give uh, simon clark's bona fides so we know what he's done there so i'm like hey these guys mate here's the problem you always have it's touch and go uh they're on the pedal they're, they're really putting it down and then in the last kilometer they start playing cat and mouse and that is usually because who wants to be leading it out? You want to save that so you, when you get up to sprint, you're coming from behind. You know you can surprise them with the jump, and you've got it. Now, if one of you are these guys have raced together before, uh, and and been teammates, they might know which one has the better kick. But it all a lot of it depends at the end of the race. So do you want to be that guy leading the other one out into the finish? Now there's that, or do you want to just be swarmed up by the the group behind? And not even get a chance to get second place. Now, these guys have both won before. So first means something. And we'll talk about this stage that I was just describing, uh, which gives me some, we can play a little clip here. And, uh, and just kind of an excitement thing here. Okay, so they're, they're, they're battling this out. They're, they're taking turns. But uh, 3K to go. They're still sharing the load. 1.2K, they're still sharing it. You've got now the big guys coming in. But inside the last kilometer, they start to mess around a bit. I, I thought even coming into the last kilometer, I'm like, oh, they haven't won. That this is easy for them. Because uh, once again, I think they're going to be, maybe one of these guys is just like, hey, I, I'm happy with second. I, I'm glad my buddy's up here. I don't hate him. I guess they didn't hate each other. And and they after the uh, the race talking, they they don't. They're, they're good guys to each other. But you can see inside 300 meters, they just didn't do it. Because they were playing cat and mouse just enough. And neither, either one, I mean, look, it's a tour, it's a Giro's win that you might get. So I think they're thinking it's a win. I don't want to necessarily get second. What's the point of that? I'd rather just get, you know, field sprint as I would get second. Too bad. Because if they had both kind of done a little bit of the work here, and I think DeMarkey did less work in the last, you know, 2K than Simon Clark did, um, kind of a bummer. <clears throat> so what happens is they get swelled over here. You got Gaviria taken off. Um, a few guys breaking up here uh, within the last 50K, though. Uh, Mads Pedersen is just barreling through in the middle. He's got Jonathan Milan uh, coming with him. But in the end, it's uh, let's see if we can get a post. There you go. Right there. Uh, almost. Mads Pedersen with the win and the post up. So good for him. Um, his team was happy. He finally got the win. Here's a little bit of overhead. You can see Gaviria kind of doing an early jump. Just didn't have enough for it uh and there you go mads Pedersen. let's give him his glory right here there you go mads Pedersen with the win uh congratulations to him so some of the other guys didn't really do it simon clark was uh, a little bit disappointed but here's the win jonathan uh, mads Pedersen, jonathan milan pascal ackerman of uae <clears throat> caden groves yesterday's winner getting fourth fernando gaviria fifth michael matthews sixth. he's just solid 10th place or 10, top 10 all the time Vincenzo Albanese, we talked about him the other day, uh, Alberto Contador's team. 
E-O-K. Uh, Marius Meyerhofer in eighth. Lorenzo Rota in ninth. And Simone Velasco in 10th for Astana, which is uh, Cavendish's team. And Cavendish, as we know, got uh, kind of dispatched on the way. Uh, Andres Luknesson, uh still in the lead over Remco, 28 seconds down. Um, Perrin Petty, uh, 30. Pedro Alameda, oh, Jao Almeida in fourth. Primos Roglic in fifth, 112. That's uh, too bad. Garrett Thomas, 126. Vlasov at 126, Tom Squeens at 129, Tail Gegenhart 130, and Albanese at 139 for 10th place. And we will see this drastically change going in uh, after tomorrow. It's just, it's going to happen. So, okay. So maybe I'll just get right to this one. This is, I'm going to play a little bit of this here. This is stage 13 of the Tour de France. One and only Chris Horner gets in a break all day long. Uh, and he gets in the break, and then that break, there's a few little climbs coming into this, and he he takes off with uh, Sylvain Chavanel, a French rider. Now, Chris Horner, I think this was his first Tour de France, 2005, Sonia Duval, uh, he had just raced the year before with a team out of uh, Northern California. Forget the name of it, everyone, Alto Vista or Alto something or other. Uh, but anyway, uh, he then gets it with Sonia Duval. Uh, he ended up winning a stage at the Tour de Suisse, gets a shot at the Tour de France, he gets in a break here, and this is a little team that would have probably loved a second place. But Chris Horner, being Chris Horner, isn't going to be okay with a second place in the Tour de France. It's a he's won a ton of stuff, a ton of races, so he's no dummy. I mean, this is what uh, people may not understand. They see Chris Horner, oh, he wins a um, you know the Vuelta. He's been good. He's he's a climber, right? But what you don't understand about him for so long, Scott Moniger, uh, Mike Engelman, these are the kind of guys of the older days. They won. These are great climbers in their own right, like legit climbers. They would do a ton of crits in the U.S. They would always get in the break. I, I did a, I did, um, I did a ton of racing with all these guys. But um, what was it? Super Week. It was a big month long racing back Wisconsin, and famous stuff. It was ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere in that era when um, Lance Armstrong. It's the year he got cancer. He came back from the tour early. He was doing this. Horner was out there as well. It was Whitefish Bay, I think, and Horner lapped the field that I was in, like, twi- I think it was twice. It was ridiculous. And we were, I mean, this is so, you know, by the way, we would do 100-kilometer crits, so they're long. But um, it was ridiculous. Uh, the point I'm getting at is very tactical, very good at, like, finishing off races and being able to sprint uh, from breakaways. So getting a break, getting a big move, fast, fast, you know. Even even our, our hated friend uh, Phil Guyman uh, wasn't so bad at this because when you have power and you have, you know, world tour power, you can you know, or or medicines, <laughs> you can do that. Okay, so let's just play this uh, last 1.5 kilometers. Well, he this should do. It's eight seconds, and they're not far. The sound away is so good here. Paul Sherwin, RIP. Uh, but he even had uh, Lance's team chasing him down, and, the banner, uh, and then Mark. Uh, McEwen's, Robbie McEwen's team. So you got Chavanel here, 1.3K, uh, Chris Horner on his wheel. And Chris Horner doesn't want to take the lead. Okay, let, me, let me pull this up a little bit. A little so he's, he's flicking him. He's not coming through. They have this one. I mean, this is inside. By the way, they've been like 15, 30 seconds for the last like four or five kilometers, just hammering. Uh, you don't necessarily have the big sprint trains you used to. The Horner's refusing to come through. 
Horner is in a good position. He's going to wait till the last possible moment. He must be tired. Chavanel's drilling it, and Horner's just like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. But look at this. These guys are coming on him. Oh, my. I mean, Horner, can you go? You want to go now? Left hand turn. How much K? Now Horner goes. And he would have beat, he would have beat Chavanel, but it doesn't matter. Robbie McEwen, I think, comes through. Yep. Wow, that's a, that's a, look at that. It's all over the road. But, um, there you go. Chris Horner could have won it. He didn't go quite as soon. And by the way, they talked to him after that. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to pull through. Uh, I'd rather get swarmed by the, by the field than to, get second place so uh, sorry that's what i'm gonna do that and i played it tactically correct that's i remember him being pretty bold about that um so a few things from today's stage i thought i should mention is uh I broke that down maybe let's bring this one back one more time i should have this ready to go oh i don't have it connected to my computer um uh, oh maybe i could do it on twitter we, we talked about this on twitter uh, about the race yesterday which was uh remco inevitable um and his crash and with his crash, blaming everybody. And he was really gestating and being all upset after the, uh, when, it, when it happened with his um, managers and everybody. Um, okay, so I'll, I did this little video, which got a lot of people saw it on, on Twitter. Okay, so I just thought I'd bring it in here again. Here's uh, Remco right before. He's right here. Now, someone, like I said, said that he was drifting, but the, the whole pack is kind of drifting to the left a little bit here. And he definitely drifts. said he wasn't drifting. He was going straight. No, he's definitely going to the right. He looks to his left. He comes across. This guy's going over. Doesn't, he's slowing down, too. So he's coming back. This guy doesn't even see him. Uh, the truck rider hits him, smashes it the Mads. Mads holds him up. He goes down. There's a bird in the way. Blah, blah, blah. And there you go. Okay. So with that in mind, um, he was really mad and he, you know, said something, by the way, remember he said some things about Caden Groves earlier causing a wreck when Caden was getting boxed in and pushed by his own teammates and just gave him an elbow. Sorry. That's what happens. Uh, and I mentioned that he's kind of a prick. He's going to, you know, serve some things bad here. Uh, people might not like this and, you know, it's hard to defend him when he's such a jerk. Evidently he got back yesterday. He watched the film and I think some of the truck riders were coming over to kind of, Hey, you okay? You know, we don't want to ruin the, the, the race leader here. I mean, and, and you know, don't yell at me in the press either. And evidently he saw it and he went up and he apologized to Mads and the Trek team. I, I, I'm, whoever's working with this kid, well done. That's what you need to do. I, I'm not a big fan, partly because of his antics. And you start doing these kind of things, you're going to start to endure yourself to the public and you're going to show yourself to be, you know, enjoyable. And, and by the way, he's going to need, uh, you never know when you're going to need another team to do something. And if you want to make deals or whatever, and then they're not honorable people and what happens, maybe that's the case. And do you trust this guy? And he's a jerk and you won't do it. And you won't even make deals with him because he's such a jerk. Okay. Yeah. Change your attitude. Be nice to people. Um, use them when they, you, when you, when it's useful for them and you, and you can be used when it's useful for them and you. These things happen. You never, you never know who, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, war or whatever makes strange bellows or whatever the saying is. Saying is. Okay. So I thought, thought that was interesting that he um, came out and he had, had apologized. Let's, uh, let's get an interview here by Simon Clark. See what he had to say 
about this at the finish. Disappointment is big. Tell us, a, tell us a bit what happened in these last kilometers. Uh, we just gave it everything. We needed 10 more seconds and that was it. And uh, yeah, we, we just missed out, unfortunately. At the end, it was just you, both of you didn't have legs anymore. It was not of a tactical game. Ah, uh, look, uh, in the end, it's one thing to arrive to win, but you still have to beat the guy you're with. And so at the end of the day, there's always going to be a little bit of cat and mouse there in the finish. And we knew it was going to be super close. And I tried to pull as long as I could. And I know Alessandro didn't come through that last kilometer, but that's the game we play. And uh, I have to say thanks to him, you know, because without him, I wouldn't have arrived even this close to, to a stage victory. So, uh, yeah, he, and we, we know each other very well, Alessandro and I, and we both, I know how strong he is. And once I was in the breakaway with him today, I knew that we could give it a big, big crack at, at staying away. I mean, I, I, I'll keep playing it here, but I just want to say he's very uh, magnanimous uh, about uh, Demarque, which, which I, I felt that going in. And, and so that's why I was kind of a surprise that they did play as much cat and mouse, which is, it says something about their competitive spirit, I understand. But it also is like, ah, you know, bummer that one of you two couldn't have uh, fought it out. What did he tell you at the end? We saw it came to reconfort you a bit because you were really disappointed. Ah, look. I dreamt of this victory since since the many years now and I've uh, been second in a, and third and fourth in a stage and had a fortune enough to have a day in the in the pink jersey as well and uh, it would have been amazing to to add off a stage victory as well but it wasn't to be Simon Brakes can't seem to get to the finishing world tour races anymore Damn. whatever you do I mean how do you solve this puzzle ah look don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> uh, we just keep trying, and you know, the the days you know do happen. You know, we saw a, a breakaway victory on on stage four, and nearly one today, and maybe again one tomorrow. So I don't know that uh, there's there's no more breakaway victories. Just got to pick the right day. All right, um, exciting stuff there. Uh, Cycle Pro Net uh, also had another uh, interview with Matt. Let's let's hear it. First, this. and then uh, in Danish after this guy doing English too. Okay. Danish, I just did in Danish. Yeah, but for TV too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Matt, uh, before to talk about what that means, take us through this last kilometer. This the uh, Marquis and uh, Clark at the front it was really tense. Take us through this last kilometer. I think it was more. Yeah, no, it was really tense. They did super good today, and and they managed really really well and. Uh, yeah, we had to use uh, all of us, all, all everyone with a sprinter had to use basically the whole team to catch them, and 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 they played it or not played. They they were so strong today, so it was really not easy. So I'm I'm super happy I could give uh, my team this victory after such a tough day. And when Gavriel launched his sprint, you you believe you could get back to him because it was a really strong attack. Oh, he came with a really good kick and he made a good good gap straight away. But I also knew that oh, I know I can do a long sprint. So I, I hope that he would, you know, hit the wall at one point and I, I could come back and, and luckily for me that happened. So, yeah, when he opened, I was not sure I would be able to catch him, but I have to I had to try and, and luckily I, I managed it. So a perfect day for us. And then what that mean? Winning on the three on tour? 
it's nice. That's why we came here. It's to get a stage victory. So that's super nice to to have it already. And you had to wait a bit for it. You had missed the opportunities a bit before. Yeah. What was it? What is this stage five, six, six, six? So. You know, in, in the tour and the welter, we had to wait until stage uh, 13. So it's it's still earlier than the other two. So it's it's good. Uh, we missed a few opportunities, as you said, uh, in the last couple of days. But uh, now we're there and uh, now we keep fighting for more. Thank you, man. Okay, so some interesting, and well, I think there's another interview here I want to look at. Uh, what's interesting about that is just knowing your sprint. Okay, so he's like, oh, look, I, he Gaviria kicked early. I know my sprint. Uh, I can you know, I do a long sprint. And so sometimes when you know you're kind of sprinting and you, then you have to take a look at the finish and you've kind of, you, you know, different sprinters for different types. Um, good job for Mads. I, was, I kind of like it when the sprinters are sharing it around a little bit. And so everybody's kind of getting their, uh, their shot here. Um, let's take a look here. I think we've got one more interview. Um, this, I think this is, uh, Alexandra. He and Clark looks like they're <laughs> just two guys really bummed. Oh, let's get a picture of him though. It's just like uh, yeah, makes you feel for him. Wow, it's rough. It's rough. DeMarquet is trying to console him there, and he just uh, <laughs> couldn't be uh, couldn't be taken in, uh, given, I don't know, just had a rough time. Uh, Mods Patterson gets a win. Uh, the only one here, the Caden Groves, we've got him, got in a win down in third place. Jonathan Milan, he's got a win. He's got the, uh, the what, the Fuchsia colored jersey. Um, Ackerman still has yet to get a win with UAE. Gaviria has still get a, got to get a win. Michael Matthews has got his win. So of this top 10... Got a solid amount of uh, sprinters that have already uh, done that their their thing. Uh, Larry Warbass breaking his way up into the top eighteen. Uh, anybody miss out? Uh, McNulty lost twenty three seconds. Probably just helping with the lead out there at the end and and fell off. Filippo Ghana he lost thirty two. He was helping G Thomas get back into it. Uh, and then you know some of these other guys, Scotsman Cantor, Dombrowski lost three twenty two. I don't know if that's part of a crash or whatnot. Um, any other Americans out here? Nope. Looks like that. Oh, we had a DNF. Uh, DNS. Uh, Clement Rousseau from Team Arkea Sansic. So they're down another rider. Um, ah, bummer. Uh, the, here's the, so we get to take a look at this finish line photo. We'll give him his, his due here. There we go. All right. So um, let's take a look at the GC. Got the results. The GC, Luke Nason, nothing there. We already talked about that. Points, maybe we started looking at that. Uh, Jonathan uh, Milan is in first with 110 points, 99. Uh, Caden Groves, Mads Pedersen, Michael Matthews at 83. So these top three are fairly close here. Even uh, Michael Matthews at fourth with 54. That's that's really not out of it. Uh, the KOM, Thibaut Pino, 40 points to 26 for... Uh, Emmanuel Gabrigazabir from Eritrea on 26. Solid. The youth goes to Luke Nason. Uh, Remco will end up winning that one. And the team prize so far with uh, Ineos Grenadiers, 
down to the bottom of Team Cortec, Sella Italia, but they've actually been getting in the moves in the breaks. So uh, they've been up there, um, whether they've been getting much of that anyway, you know, much to, okay. Um, stage six, stage seven, here we go. So we got this last bit. What did you say here before? This is 30, almost 50 kilometers uphill, a cat two, uh, which just leads into a cat one. Uh, that will be uh, an interesting little section. Let me see, going kind of still down the coast. Um, and there's the finishing profile. Looks pretty solid. So what's your uh, take on the tomorrow? Depends on how Remco and depends on how Roglic are feeling. I think those are your top one twos, but it'll be interesting to see who, who else comes out there. Does does Thomas feel okay? Um, you know, who else is kind of Jao Almeida? Um, who else is kind of in the mix here that will be that will be exciting and ex it'll be fun it'll be fun to figure that out anyway um there we go two guys got in a break made it exciting and right at the end they didn't get it so that was disappointing once again remind me of that tour de france 25 2005 stage 13 chris horner and stevan chabonel with uh robbie McEwen winning it in the end uh, it can happen people look just getting up there some people aren't satisfied with just getting in the move they're only happy if they get the win that does say something Sylvain Chavanel won a ton he was a French national champion for many times won stages in the tour Chris Horner wins the Vuelta wins tons of races in the US and around the world Switzerland so they know how to do it and in the end Robin McEwen got that win but today we're talking about the Giro we're talking about Mads Pedersen Simon Clark almost DeMarque almost Tomorrow, Remco or Roglic? One of those two. It's going to be the one. Take care, everybody. <laughs>